And on this Valentine's Day, love having you with us. I'm Bruce Claggett in for Mike Smith. Well, you know, over a million British Columbians are without a primary care provider. And we continue to hear so many stories of that being a problem, especially in some rural areas. Port Hardy proposed a solution to help the soon-to-be lone one doctor in the area, and that is to hire a physician assistant, a PA. What is that? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. The BC Health Ministry has been reluctant to even consider adding the physician assistants or PAs, and uh, the ministry says they're monitoring the profession. Well, in light of all this, there is a petition right now to get some recognition for the profession. Let's bring in Eric Demers, and he's uh, a physician assistant vet uh, in this whole uh, area, uh, certainly pushing for this to be recognized. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for joining me. Uh, So everyone is well aware of uh, the profession itself. Tell me. Walk me through this a little bit. For the uninitiated, what is a physician assistant? Sure thing. So uh, physician assistants or PAs are advanced practice providers trained in medical model, and we extend physician services in a wide variety of healthcare settings. Uh, we're trained as medical generalists uh, and uh, to, to adapt to any clinical environment, such as like primary care, rural, remote, uh, specialty services, surgery, uh, consulting, hospital-based roles, and so on. So what is the training for a physician assistant uh, typically? Is it uh, provided in Canadian universities, or do you come from somewhere else? Uh, well, I did my training through the military, uh, so that's uh, that was uh, that's one program, which I don't believe is running anymore. Uh, but there are uh, three U- Canadian universities that uh, run programs right now, and then, of course, uh, the United States um, it's very competitive. The acceptance rates for the programs uh, just this last year was between uh, 2 and 10%. Uh, so, and the course is 24-month-long uh, course. Everybody needs to, uh, depending on which school you go to, uh, you, you either need to have started uh, an undergraduate degree or already have an undergraduate degree. And uh, there's one year of didactic and one year of a crash course residency, I guess you could say. I can see uh, somebody going through the military and uh, having that sort of background, and that makes a lot of sense. But if you were to take a physician assistant and compare it to maybe a registered nurse in terms of uh, abilities and what they can do and what they can't do, what are the physician assistants, uh, where do they fit in in, this, uh, in the healthcare system? So I, I, I'm, I'm reluctant with the comparisons because when we start comparing, we start kind of dividing. Uh, but where PAs fit is within the team. And when you add a physician assistant to the healthcare team, uh, just like you, if you add a nurse or a nurse practitioner, uh, OT, or there's, there's so many uh, ways that you can build a multidisciplinary team. Uh, you just need a leader that kind of coalesces everything together uh, so that you have the effective care that you need. There was a study that was done just uh, a few years ago that showed uh, primary care physicians uh, increase in panel size and 
the services rendered uh, when they had uh, PAs and NPs within their team, um, you know, and there's different different uh, performance uh, with the different providers and so on. So I won't get into into that. I can always provide you that study later on, uh, but it just shows that the teamwork uh, works better and we to meet patient care or patient needs. Now, when we're and the reason why we're talking about this, of course, is uh, BC has a very strapped, uh, underfunded, underprovided system when it comes to uh, you know uh, providing care, especially in some rural areas. Port Hardy is uh, the one that's mentioned in your petition. Uh, but where would physician assistants be able to help uh, in a community like Port Hardy? What is uh, what is the need? Uh, well, I only know a little bit about Port Hardy, uh, but uh, you know they they have an emergency department, they have long term long term care homes, and uh, the private doctors' offices. Uh, so basically, any of those you can put a, a physician assistant in uh, sharing call in the emergency department, uh, so doctors can get some rest. Um, you can do the long-term care home. PAs have shown that they can reduce hospitalizations, uh, you know, and you work alongside, uh, like, you know, good pharmacists. You can, you can do deep, deep prescribing, and people uh, sometimes get better uh, with that in long-term care homes. And then the doctor's office, you just, you know, you can share the panel, you can share the load, you can, you can offer more services because there's more time and doctors of, you know, there's lots of work done after work that's unpaid at this time. Uh, you know, there's a few options for the government to kind of go about it is pay them for the time that they're working right now or offer them a way to unload some of that burden that they have. Uh, it's interesting when we start talking about the physician assistants and, uh, the primary healthcare provider in certain communities, um, I, I tend to think of most people going into a doctor's office, ultimately hoping to get some sort of prescription at the end of a visit. Um, and that's what they're in there for, or else a renewal on a prescription. Uh, you did mention prescriptions here, but uh, certainly when it comes to prescriptions in this province, uh, that is very closely regulated and uh it primarily falls to uh, to your physicians, to your doctors, um, but you mentioned prescriptions. So where does where does that fit in? So physicians, because or physician assistants, because we work alongside physicians, we mirror their scope. So one way to kind of look at it is we negotiate uh, a our our scope of practice with them. And if one, you know, if I work with two physicians and one happens to be a general practitioner and one happens to be a surgeon, in the morning, if I'm working with the general practitioner, uh, my scope of practice is, you know, up to the negotiated autonomy that we've, we've discussed in that regards and the supervision that's done alongside that, and that's all I can do. And then in the afternoon, that scope of practice changes completely. Now, I, I don't think many PAs would want to kind of work that way because it may get confusing and so on, but that's one of the advantages is that we're very adaptable to uh, where we work, who we work with, uh, and the skills that we gather. And right now there is no place officially in the BC Health Ministry uh, or the BC Healthcare System for the PAs. Am I correct? 
So that's correct. Within the public uh, health care system, there's not. Uh, although uh, military physician assistants have worked, including myself, uh, I've done some training at Vancouver General Hospital um, and uh, some maintenance of competency at Nanaimo General. And some of my colleagues have done the same at uh, Victoria General and uh, Jubilee Hospital in Victoria. Um, and there was uh, something that I read along along. Uh, a long time here. It was uh, a pandemic response plan for 2010, uh, where physician assistants are mentioned, uh, and uh, where it appears they're working in remote uh, First Nation communities. Uh, now I'm quite like still kind of looking into that to see if they're actual physician, physician assistants or if they're IMGs or American PAs that moved up that nobody's kind of uh, taken notice of. But that's. So that's, that's pretty much where we're at right now. And this is Bruce Claggett in for Mike Smith. You know, there is a shortage of doctors in B.C. and actually other provinces right across the country. We know that. And many doctors right now are being challenged to do things that could be done by other professionals. That's being talked about in many cases, but there is one profession that possibly is getting overlooked here in the healthcare system. And there is a comment that came out from one doctor in this country. If it is good enough for the Canadian military, why is it not good enough for everyone else? What we're talking about is physician assistants. And we've been talking with Eric Demers, who is a physician assistant and a military vet, about uh, how the system on the whole could be helped out. Um Eric, uh, just before the break, uh, we mentioned that this is not officially recognized in BC, and that's one of the reasons why you have a petition going forward, a change.org petition to get it recognized. What would you like to see the BC government doing? Uh, that's, a, that's a very good question, Bruce. Thanks. Um, what would I like to see the British Columbia government doing well i'd like the british columbia government to enable um, smaller team leaders or small team leaders to affect change Uh, the the big leader approach uh, is great strategy but the tactics aren't working right now as we can see Um, sorry about the the military lingo but that's kind of what i see and you see a bunch of generals trying to direct everything um and not seeing what's on the ground and being able to adapt to what's on the ground. Um, so those frontline workers, I feel for them uh, because, you know, they, they might want uh, certain things to do, bring in a certain team member, work a little, di- a little bit differently. Uh, but uh, the ministry and it extends to the, you know, the quasi-governmental kind of health authorities uh, is a big big stick and sometimes you need smaller stick to uh, work through those areas that are concerned. Now I'd like them to uh, add physician assistance uh, to the toolbox available to make those teams more effective. What about nurse practitioners? Aren't they supposed to uh, be able to do a lot of the things that doctors uh, have traditionally done? Um, What would be the difference here? Well, you're, you're correct. I mean, nurse practitioners are very capable practitioners or very capable providers, and uh, like I, I think it's it is a very great idea. 
but you can only supplement or you can only replace a physician so much. Uh, you know, there's definitely lots of space for nurse practitioners and physician assistants are a force expander, uh, again, a military kind of term where you're, you're using something to project the services of physicians. Uh, now, you know, the way we work is, you know, people can say, oh, you're puppets of physicians, but it's quite the opposite. It's a partnership. It's it's one mind. Uh, you know, if you go into a trauma room at Vancouver General, you're going to see the attending uh, cognitively unload by, you know, going running through the code and asking for feedback from everybody. Uh, and everybody's important in there from, you know, from the, all professions, all people that do all the support staff. Eric, you've uh, mentioned in your petition all the different professions that uh, officially or unofficially have uh, are expressing support for physician assistants. Uh, Doctors of BC, College of Physicians and Surgeons, although unofficially, uh, the BC Rural Health Network, and nurses and nurse practitioners of BC all through the membership uh, expressing some appreciation of the physician assistance. So where do you think the block is? What's standing in the way of getting this recognized? Well, CPSBC, although it looked, it's, it's been unofficial, although they, they, they mentioned it in a 2018 article on the Vancouver Sun that they were supportive and they just needed to go ahead from, from the ministry. So, you know, successive ministers of health, not just NDP, but uh, liberal and so on, they, they, it's been going on for decades. Uh, it's been brought up many times. Uh, what's stopping it? Uh, I'm not quite sure. You would have to ask them. Uh, but what I do know is that Minister Dix right now, because he's the Minister of Health, uh, can basically kind of give the nod to the College of Physicians and Surgeons, and they can use the framework from the Associate Physician Bylaw that they enacted last, uh, last uh, fall and a work off of that. There wouldn't be a whole lot to change on there. Now, we have uh, asked Minister Dix to join us, and uh, scheduling has prevented that at this point. So we may end up getting an answer to that later on. Do we have the training programs in place, do you think, uh, that could adapt to uh, having uh, physician assistants trained up in our universities or medical schools? Well... Because the history of the physician assistant program, so it came from the U.S. in the 60s uh, where they grabbed uh, combat medics from the Vietnam era to not lose their skills and they trained them up to become PAs and then it took off from there. But that program was initially uh, shaped on a World War II kind of quick uh expedited physician training because of the shortage of physicians. Uh, so do I think our universities like UBC, the Island Health Medical Program, SFU, when, when they start the, the, the program, could they do a program here in BC? Yeah, I'd like to see something that works maybe on you know island, the Island Medical Program. Uh, a little biased myself because I'm on the island. Um, 
and make maybe a, a program that's different than the University of Manitoba or McMaster, the Northern Ontario School of Medicine. And well, there definitely is opportunity there. No, I do appreciate it. I hope we have more time to talk about this in the future. Eric Demers, uh, thanks for spending time with us.